0: What do you want? What do you want? Come on. I'm doing my program yeah, already.
1: already
0: I've already started my program for the lovely children to listen to. Oh, moving my microphone and everything.
1: The mini game gears. Those are shit. They,
0: to, they are they are pretty
1: overpriced. They're
0: fucking shit. I've seen them, they're rubbish. I,
1: I do want the Shining Force but yeah, I just want I'll show you my
0: Shining Force. force. It is my bum. I wanted to
1: give you some yeah. of the, the game
0: news. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well that this is the oh, this, this is, is like, like the intro before the music. Oh, so, so they'll barely hear me in the background. They'll barely hear you in the background. So I'm 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 gonna three, two, one. <clears throat> I had to sync myself up. Don't you do it. I've had to sync myself up. Now time for the intro. Hey, hey, hey! Don't you know you're messing with the best now? Ooh, ooh, uh, ooh. Hey, 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 don't you know you're messing with the best now? Oh, oh. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it hell. Hello, everyone, it's, it's me, Jim Sterling, doing an episode of Podquisition, a Podquisition special, The One Man Band. Oh, dearie me. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going I'm to rearrange some things. Oops, oh, shit. Um, don't worry, there's, I'm in my right, right frame of mind. Everything's fine. There ain't no problems. I've got the, the fucking. In, uh, what is it? Air conditioning things going off over there, so I'm going to turn it off, which I can do with my phone because I live in the future. I don't live in Mississippi anymore. I live in the future. Turn that off. That should turn off in a minute. Sorry if you hear any in the background. You'll notice I'm doing this on my own. You'll also notice that Podquisition didn't go up on Wednesday. Um, it's been done. It's, it's It was recorded. Uh, I'm just waiting to hear back. Because we had our guest on, Sean Allen Alexander, who led a lot of the conversation while we just sort of sat down, cross-legged on the floor, uh, listening like kids at story time, because he had a lot of interesting things to say about his experiences in the game industry. And I'm just waiting to hear back to make sure that, you know, everyone who was involved with the podcast, was call cool with uh, the final uh, episode before we post it up. But because of everything going on, uh, quite a few things are taking longer than usual to do. And I don't want people waiting too long for content because I always feel obligated, I always feel duty-bound to provide something, even if it's very desperate content, like one person trying to do his own podquisition on his own. So anyway, let's do podquisition on our own, um, starting from now. I won't do any pauses or breaks, I'll just try and do it in real time and see see if you can do a one-person podquisition. I don't think you can. I don't know why I'm doing this, aside from the fact that I feel so so desperately duty-bound to provide content, um, even, even though no one asked for this shit. So let's start with some slander on everyone's favorite podcast that tells you whether your video games are great or perfect. Let's start with some slander. We like to do that every now and then. Um, What can we do today for our slander? Uh, Peter Molyneux once stole a wheel of cheese and rolled that wheel of cheese uphill. And when people said to him, Peter Molyneux, why? Why did you roll that cheese uphill? And he said, it's because I didn't steal it. The thief would roll it downhill to continue. His avarice and laziness, but I, Peter Molyneux, proved that I bought this cheese By following through, and putting in the effort, and rolling it up a hill instead of down a hill. All that's to say, this podquisition's off to a brilliant start. What did I do this week? Not a lot. I mean, obviously, pace around wringing my hands, which is what you're supposed to do in a crisis. Um, obviously, you've been watching the protests. Um, been trying to support the protests. Um, a protest was right by me yesterday, so I thought, right. Obviously, I'm not. Oh, you know, I'm not the most able-bodied of guys. I'm a big, fat, round, tubby man, and not as young as I used to be. Um, there's, there's not much, but, but regret and thorns in my knees to say nothing of, of you know my notorious back. But it was close enough to where I'm like, because I've been staring out the window at nights, just like desperately wanting to be out there and knowing that I'm no fucking good. Um, I've never desperately, like so much, wanted to be involved in, in something physically there while just not being all that capable of it. But like I said, it was close by and I, I would just, I would not have felt good about myself in the slightest. Um, not that that's easy to do on the best of days, uh, but I'd have just felt really shitty if I didn't at least try. So I chased a protest, <laughs> I chased a protest yesterday. Um, by the time I got, um, you know, by the time I threw on some proper pants and, and scurried outside, they were halfway down the street. So I, I chased them for what felt like miles to me, but was not miles. I uh, was exhausted by the time I caught up with them, and I only caught up with them because they took a knee. Um, they reached the corner of the street, the corner of the block, and they all took a knee, and there was a lot of, um, you know, inspiring um, speaking and, and whatnot. But by the time I got there, I was I was like, right, I can just sort of you know, settle down, get my breath back. But the moment I arrived, they all like properly arrived and, and settled in, they all stood up again and started marching. So I did not so much march yesterday as I did cruel, pathetically. And hilariously, a short distance before, um, I, d- I describe myself as falling apart like a cartoon jalopy. Like th- I think it it would only have been a more perfect sight had springs and cogs flown out of me. Um, I guarantee once once they've invented those Baron Harken and floaty things, that I will I will uh, go back out there and float for justice. <laughs> um, yeah. So so that was that was my yesterday. Uh, afternoon um, Outside of that you know just Just it, It's you know it, it's it's been a rough and Shitty time uh, You know uh, lots of people Protesting uh, police violence And racism uh, which the police Have answered by being uh, racistly Violent and violently racist so They're not making the best case For themselves um, but then Again it doesn't seem like they're even trying to hide all that Shit um, you know But I don't I don't know where I was going with that, but I don't I don't like what's happening in the world this year. But you don't need me to sit and say, oh, oh, phew, oh, 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 oh this 2020, huh? oh, 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 this 2020, oh. But you know, and it's Pride Month, so you know, That's about the size of that. Uh, there you go. Oh, are we are eight minutes. How long are these podcasts usually? They're like a little bit longer than eight minutes, aren't they? Um, you know, I just want to want to reiterate that uh, you know I support the whole Black Lives Matter and protest. I mean, obviously, I I chased one, didn't I? Um, but. Yeah, I, I, there's, no, there's not much someone like me can really say except I'm just fucking sorry. I'm just fucking sorry for, for just how shit everything is. Um, but I don't want to linger too much on that just because the, uh, the podquisition we, uh, we recorded uh, obviously um, talks a bit more because it was more raw and, and more in the middle of the week. Uh, whereas right now, I am just in, in a state of physical disrepair and um, chemical alteration, which I feel is is not conducive to the most serious of discussions, if I'm honest. In fact, I said I'd do this without any pauses or breaks, but I did just pause it a moment because... Um, it's very warm under this blanket. I normally don't have the blanket on when I do podcasts, just because an hour under this thing. I mean, I'm hours under this thing doing audio recording for the Jimquisition and stuff, um, but it is sweltering right now. And, you know, it's horrible. This is still a temporary arrangement. Um, Justin is moving soon, uh, Find, find uh, getting his own place very soon. So that room will become the office and recording studio. Right now it's a bedroom that transforms into a recording studio like Moe's speakeasy in that Prohibition episode of The Simpsons. Um, But it will be a permanent uh, office and studio. Uh, So I'll be able to set up my audio equipment properly and not just sort of hunch over a shitty microphone with a blanket over my head dying next to an air conditioner unit that makes a loud noise. Um, that's the, the only part about the, the new place I moved to that hasn't been working out is the working situation, but that is only temporary. And even then, um, I've got some of the audio sounding better than it has in a long while. And I've been really pleased with the live action um, intros, outros, and inserts that we do on the gymquisition. They've been sounding real nice in that room, where the reverb. Even when we tried to, we tried to put up all foam and carpeting in the old place in Mississippi, it never worked. Never worked out. I don't know why. I did it all properly. I swear. Um, but the 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 new studio area is naturally. Uh, naturally not so echoey, and already has some stuff in it that's helped, and will only have more stuff in it once I move in and turn it into a a full-on work environment. So this is also turning into a bit like the State of Sterling podcast we do that we just sort of throw up on the Patreon, Um, but that's, I think, a natural extension of me allowing myself to just talk non-stop for ages with nothing really valuable or useful to say. Hello, how are you? Um, I did play video games this week, we can do that if you want. Uh, I played God of War, the old one, the old one, the, the new old one, um, for five minutes and then got bored. It's a it's a really good game. You know, it's one of my favourite games of this gen. Um, but I played it for five minutes and then just realised, oh, it sounded like a good idea to replay it in my head. But then once I started playing it, I was like, oh, I, I'm I'm not actually in the mood. So. That was something I did. I got the Bioshock games on Switch for no reason. I don't even know why I did that. But I've got them now, so I've got to live with them. They run just fine, I guess. Um, You know, they look decent. Uh, It's the kind of game that I would... Or the kind of port that I would recommend only getting... If you are interested in it, I would only recommend getting the ports. If you've either got no access to the games otherwise, or you play the Switch very portably, and uh, maybe you travel with it, or you just like playing it handheld, because that's really where the gimmick of this is. It's just the whole angle of, oh, look, imagine playing Bioshock while you have a shit. Imagine playing Bioshock while you're at the bus stop waiting for your Switch to be mugged. It's just the gimmick of it. Uh, But it works just fine, I guess. It's, It's, you know, more or less okay. Um... I don't think I saw any major performance dips off the top of my head. And they're charging too much for him. I think after five years, five years after a game comes out, every game should be $5. And Jeff Bezos owes me a million dollars as well. Um, Just need to remind people of that. What else did I do? Been playing some beat em ups. I'm playing some beat 'em ups. Um, since we had uh, Sean Allen and Alexander on on the the proper podquisition that's coming, I played Treachery and Beatdown City, um, which is sort of got some River City Ransom, got some brawler style beat 'em up gameplay, got some RPG mechanics. It's a lot. It does a lot. It does every everything quite well. Um, at first, I played it. I thought it wasn't quite my speed setting, um, but then I really started getting the hang of it, and now I I'm sort of stuck on the second map. I got past the first proper bus and now I can't seem to pause or change characters or go anywhere and I'm not sure if that's a bug or if I'm just stupid but I will uh, look into that and update you because I was really getting into it before that. Um, once you get into the swing of the rhythm of it because it's like live action, live action, it's real time um, where you control the characters, move them around and you can sort of just do like brawler style punches but everything you do relies on both um sort of action points and action bars. So you've gotta wait for those to fill while performing sort of the regular attacks that do reduce your action bar, but when an action bar refills, it uh, fills a greater number of action points, which are different. Um, It's very complicated. And it's one of them games that start with a lot of explanation, which sometimes turns me off. If I see a lot of text just assaulting me with information, it makes my brain shut down a little. but once everything is demonstrated practically, um, it's a lot more engrossing, uh, and it's it's not subtle about its own sort of um, uh, political themes, which are actually very pertinent to to what's going on with with the protests and and everything. Um, but like I said, I, I I need to work out how to get further beyond the first boss. Um, I tried to see if there was any sort of known issue with it, but I didn't see anything, so that's why I'm not sure if it's user error or not. Um, I've been juggling so much this week, um, but I have been finding time to get some some gameplay in. Um, recently released last night was a game called The Takeover, which is also a, a beat-em-up brawler uh, game in, in those veins. Um, like many brawlers especially recent ones, it's heavily influenced stylistically by Streets of Rage. This one is not trying to hide it in the least. The characters, the enemy types, the environments, the soundtrack, which includes a lot of of, uh, various artists, all of it is incredibly evocative of Streets of Rage. Graphically, it's interesting. They've gone with um, 3D models along a scrolling environment, which... Looks weird, especially because I feel like every character looks a little too sort of, I don't know if overly tall is the right way to describe it, but everything feels a little too long, a little too, yeah, a little too vertically lengthy, the characters, Um, but you get used to it, and it's a, so I've only done the first level and done the first boss, but it's a, it looks like a decent, decent brawler. Not as not as gripping as, as Streets of Rage Four has been for me this year, or um, what was that other one? Fight and Rage. That was the one. Um, but it looks like it's going to be a decent, a decent laugh, maybe a couple hours' entertainment. But I need to play more of it. Is there anything else I did? I know The Outer Worlds came out yesterday at the time of recording on Switch, and I played The Outer Worlds um, on console, on, on PS4. The Switch is a console. I don't know why I differentiated it that way. Um, the last time I played The Outer Worlds, I played it on PS4 and loved it, of course, one of my games of the year. I have heard the Switch version is... Unpleasant visually. I've been tempted to look at it. I've been tempted to pick it up for uh, like a impressions, but I don't know if it will be worth it. And I balk at the idea of paying uh, full price for a uh, for an in, you know a, a version of a game that is as inferior as it sounds. I looked at some comparison screenshots, um, but if it's anything like the uh, the Wolfenstein ports like Bethesda's uh, switch ports, or the, the machine games and the id stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think I could stand that. Um, I'm talking about the Wolfenstein switch ports. The issue with that isn't so much when the actual combat is going, but when things slow down. And, you know, like when the camera control's sort of been, been limited so that you're forced to look at a character who's talking to you, that's when it becomes clear how blurry and vaseline everything looks. And The Outer Worlds is a lot of talking heads. When you do dialogue, it, it switches to that perspective where it's the talking, you know, it's like the, the fallout thing. Um, and if, if it's anywhere near that vaseline in motion, and sometimes screenshots don't do it justice until you look at the the screen yourself i'm i'm hesitant even i don't know if, if enough people care for it to be worth me dropping you know even though it's uh you know we've got budget for that kind of thing i know people have well i say people one person called me out on twitter once cuz i complained about the price of something like I said, I wasn't I wasn't prepared to spend, you know, money on something that I considered a con, and they had a go at me for being very entitled because they looked at my Patreon and said, you know, oh, you should be able to afford anything you want. And I'm like, well the point was it wasn't value for money. Like, that's still not something anyone should financially support. Um, so on principle it just I don't know if it's worth it to enough people. If enough people care about what I think of a switchport for me to buy something inferior for money. I don't feel is worth it. So, I don't know, maybe I'll get, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll get desperate enough for something to do, to do it. But, you know, we've got Kingdoms of Amalur coming out. Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Ooh. People have really criticized that name, but I'm like, you know what? If Even if it's a shit name, it's better than just calling something remastered. I'm fine with re-reckoning. That is just, you know, it's it's no more silly than something Hideo Kojima would pull out of his ass. So I say go for it. I, oh, 20 minutes. If you're still listening to this, what the fuck is wrong with you? Especially because I don't go through, I'm not going through an entire sort of hour of mostly-but-with-a-few-breaks stream of conscious thought and going out and re-recording everything where I say a P-word or or an H-word or anything that this microphone recently decided in the past few weeks uh, it couldn't handle. There are a lot of bad plosives, those are those p-p-p noises that end up sounding like the microphone's being punched when the pop filter doesn't do its job. And it seems that no matter how far away from a mic I get, no matter how far away I turn my head, no matter what angle I turn my head, no matter what pop filter I use, no matter how I angle the microphone, it cannot handle me specifically saying words with P in them, or H in them, or Q in them. Anything that could create the slightest gust of wind for the microphone to lose its mind over. I've tried this with other people. Justin can say like, principle, as much as he likes into this mic, but when I say principle, there is like a seventy-five percent chance these days it will go boom, boom, boom instead of principle. So I'm sorry about that, but again, that's something that should be fixed once I get the proper mic set up again, and I'm not hunched in a hunched over a mic with a blanket on my head, which I might take this blanket off in a minute. It might feel a, it might sound a little echoey when I do, but I'm really warm. In fact, I'm doing that now because I've gone through my first cup of water. I got a cup of water to uh, keep myself hydrated while I record. Doesn't stop my mouth feeling too squelchy and shit for my taste, but I forgot that I already had a cup of water on the desk, so I've got double water, but I'm already through my first one. That's that. That's me drunk, that. I got this other cup here. Put that on the desk near me. I'm just making noises and explaining those noises for... ...your enjoyment... <laughs> ...and you all enjoy what's going on here very, very much... ...you all enjoy my... ...my speaking... ...without a plan... ...you've always loved that... ...people always say that... Um, ...speaking of which... ...people have been discussing... Um, ...on the, the unofficial Jim Sterling subreddit... ...a couple of people this past... Uh, so like ...not this past week, but the week before we're talking about old content on my youtube channel and this really is just turning into a state of sterling which is fine uh, the utter state of sterling that's what this one should be fucking called um people are talking about old content on the channel things they miss series they miss i hear a lot that people say they miss uh, when i used to do like the squirty play slash director video ones Where I would go on Steam, get a bad, asset flippy, silly, funny, nonsensical game, and then just play that, and just basically. They basically just miss simple let's play content, really. And I stopped doing that because Steam. Steam's bad, shitty direct games have become so normal that everything almost feels codified anymore. I feel like there are very few surprises. But I do come back to the concept every few months and partially partially because the surprise wears off by then. And I also feel people haven't gotten too bored with them. The series was, doing like direct to video and Squirty Play was never all that popular. It was fine. People enjoyed, the people that liked it really liked it. Um, and it wasn't a failure like some of the shows I've tried. It, it did decent. Decent enough to where I'm, I'm, I've never been against the idea of doing it some more. But people talking about that got me thinking about that. So I went back and looked at some of the old Squirty Play videos I've done. Some of the ones that barely anyone have watched like from the early years. And I do miss some of that. And I do feel like a more tightly edited, pre- presented version of that could be a good show. So, And I'm thinking of not limiting myself to just sort of shitty direct games, but, like, some good games as well, and um, stuff on itch, you know, just, just that chance for me to just sort of casually play a game and chat and have a laugh uh, and find funny things, hopefully. Um, but, but me and Justin are talking about how to sort of present that uh, sort of from, a, from, a, from an aesthetic, I guess, perspective. Justin's always been keen to do this kind of content again because he started editing a couple of them um, towards the end, especially because I was having issues with the visual recording and it kept throwing audio out of sync and he's he's good at fixing that. So he would go and fix those and then he would add his own edits and remove like a lot of the, the pointless guff that was, wasn't really all that entertaining. Um, made this really tight. Uh, video with some sort of really good sped up visual edits to show how long it took for me to get from one place in that game to another it was some western game wild west game and he loved doing the edit on that and was really pleased with it so wanted to do more more of that kind of stuff so he's really on board with it i'm hoping in the next week or two to have a go at doing some of that again certainly something you know a little bit of extra variety on the channel which I do admit has narrowed its focus. You know, we've got the, the Jimquisition, gymquisition, which uh, is you know still has varied topics, but it's still very centric on uh, you know game industry bullshit at the corporate level mostly. And we've got Jimpressions, which you know, just basic uh, first impressions of games that sometimes verge into review territory. And outside of those two, we've got industry bullshit, which are like sort of mini casual gym I just do, just for the sake of cataloging them, uh, just sort of cataloging events in the industry so I can sort of refer back to them. And people do enjoy those. Sometimes those end up more popular in a week than the gym nowadays. Um, I guess because I guess because they're more knee-jerky, which which is a sad indictment on everyone, myself included, I suppose. Um, and then we got oh my god hype, which is just me sort of looking at trailers and talking over them, um, literally simply because it's it's something it's just a quick thing to do if there's nothing going on really. Um, people enjoy them, I enjoy doing them, but you know it's 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 the thing on my channel that's the quick and the quick and dirty thing you can do um, when you just sort of you feel like doing something. Like, something work-related, but there's not a lot to really do. Uh, so I, I enjoy doing those, but having something a little outside of that, again, would be nice. Uh, but, you know, I'm old and tired, and I've struggled on a platform that I hate because of a de facto monopoly for years now. And the idea of coming up with new shows and new concept. I will need to be thrown to YouTube's algorithmic rules. Uh, rules? Wolves, I meant. Um, God, thrown to YouTube's algorithmic wolves would have been a nice thing to have said if I'd have said it right the first time. But you see what I mean? I'm just not in the mood for that. I'm just not into that like I used to be when I was like throwing out things like uh, Itchyo Tasty and uh, um, Nitpick Theatre and Boggling Watch and all that stuff i just not in the mood for it. A lot of my creative stuff um, goes into the gymquisition now. If I've got an idea for a city skit or a bit, if I've got an idea for a little video goof that could be its own thing, I'm like, just whack it onto the end of a gymquisition. More people will see it. And I think we've gotten really good at integrating those into the show in a way that doesn't break the flow or upstage or take away from the point that I'm trying to make. Um... I've had a lot of fun filming the live-action stuff for Jimquisition, which hasn't always been true. Uh, Sometimes I've found that to be a a chore, something I have to do because that is just how the show ended up formatted. Um, But lately I've been really digging it, especially because Justin's here at the moment, so he's been behind the camera. And that always gives me someone to... Show off in front of, which which helps bring the energy up, and I'm more prone to trying to make him laugh behind the camera, which then makes me laugh, uh, and I think just creates a uh, this this fun atmosphere, which I think is is part of of what makes the show work. Is that as serious and and miserable and downright depressing as some of the subject matter gets, I try and keep the I try and keep the you know. A light-hearted uh, softness to the edges of everything. Um, at least that's how I hope it works, you know? <sighs> all that's to say that I was going somewhere with all of that. But now, it doesn't matter. So. Honestly, I thought this was just going to be desperate messing about. But I've actually managed to say things of note. During this so far. So, I'm the winner. What else is there to talk about? There's not a lot to talk about. i got a luxury merman. He turned up last week. Um, I I don't know if I've mentioned Mondo. Um, The company Mondo Toys, I think they call themselves. Or Mondo something. Um, They they do a lot of merch and t-shirts and stuff, but they do figures as well. Uh, And they... I ended up finding uh, an image of their Merman that hadn't been released yet and loved it. And many of you will know from some of the live streams that I've done and especially from industry bullshit videos that I love Merman's big gormless face. I think Merman from Masters of the Universe is one of the best... He's the best reaction image that has never been a reaction image. And he has hundreds of great faces and I've only shown a handful of what I've got um, in terms of screen grabs of Merman's silly face Um, and so I've got like the original Merman action figure knocking about, and one based on the cartoon and some shitty one from the 2000s that I don't like and Mondo did a Merman uh, which they recently released and, and uh Obviously, I'd ordered it and it had it arrived. It's really good. Um, comes with two heads. You've got the original 80s head that they've updated a bit and then uh, a more original head to suit the more sort of stylized. Um, I don't want to say serious, but I guess less cartoonish, I suppose, um, image of Merman that they have. And I've got to say, like, I, I really like Mondo's stuff. And they're not paying me to say this, I can't even get them to notice me on Twitter. Um, just when I tell them that I'm a fan of their stuff. But they, their action figures are some of the most solid I've seen. Because many bipedal action figures don't stand up on their own fucking power.
1: But they've got big,
0: strong, muscly legs, these Mondo, Muscle of the Universe figures. I've got Skeletor, I've got. Um, uh, what was the other one? Scareglow, and now I've got Merman. Um, I think they do a proper He-Man, which I'll probably get, and Faker, which is the blue evil He-Man. Uh, hopefully they do more. I'd like to see sort of evil Lyn and Trap-Jaw and that join. I think at least when it comes to the the evil, the, the, the evil minions of Skeletor or whatever, um, I'll probably get all of those because they've been really cool. But they're really strong and chunky and thick, and even though they're pausable and come with a ton of stuff, Um, they feel really strong, which I, a lot of these sort of more expensive, um, toys aimed at man-children like myself, a lot of them are really fragile on top of, um, expensive. Like, they're detailed and poseable, but I'm scared to pose half of them, and most of them don't stand up without their stands, um... I've put the stand on the Merman one because he he did feel a little less and I'm probably just going to put it on the Scareglow and Skeletor just to be extra safe but I've never felt like they fully needed them they're just that solid. Um so that's something else that's happened to me. So there. I've um I've been watching films I watched I watched The Never-Ending Story for the first time since I was a kid, and I also watched Legend last night for the first time in many, many years. What drugs were they on when they made those films? I know it was the 80s, but cocaine doesn't explain. The nonsense. And it's not just like, all oh, surreal, they must have been on drugs. No, I mean, like, they must have been stoned when editing this, because it's just a sequence of poorly explained events. With no sense of actual adventure. There's no sense of adventure in either of those films. It's not just the fact that the studio sets make everything feel enclosed even when it's supposed to look outdoors. And I'm not saying these films are necessarily... Well, I'm not saying that Legend is necessarily bad. But it's so disjointed feeling. Even though the sequence of events are in order... It's in chronological order, but it's disjointed because it, it just moves so quickly from one to the other without a sense of transition. And it doesn't feel like a lengthy journey. Um, because it, it brushes over the sense of journey with like these quick montages with the same backgrounds or you know, instant transport on the back of a luck dragon or whatever. Um, everything feels like really like they didn't travel very far or learn very much, because there was no real characterization either. And it's just... uh, Why did Artreo have to leave his weapons behind? He was just told by a dude he had to do that, and so he did it. Um, A lot of... uh, They're fucking chipperish. With excellent puppets. Excellent puppets. And the horse scene in The NeverEnding Story is still very, very good. A lot of that comes down to the way the horse just stops and accepts what's happening before... What happens, happens. I won't do spoilers. But it's still a very, very good scene, I will say that. And legend has its moments. Well, I mean, it has Tim Curry. Um, The latter portion of that film, when Tim Curry's out just being full Tim Curry and the damsel in distress is actually completely sort of playing the main villain, and um, Tom Cruise is there... Um, it's, it's entertaining. It's more entertaining than Never Ending Story, which looking back now is actually just really kind of plain and drab. Um, just humorless. And even though they've got like wacky characters with wacky voices, none of them are funny. And none of them have been written to be funny. That's the thing. I'm not saying like it fails to be funny. None of it was endearing. It it really is a miserable fucking film and they spend so long hyping up the wolf for no reason. I guess just because they realised they got halfway through the film and thought, shit, there's no villain in a wolf chasing him. That'll, that'll lead up to a climactic battle. Spoiler, it doesn't. Look at me having a go at these old films that are treasured memories of, of children everywhere. And there's no other hosts that can soften this out and detract from me. I've got to take all of this on the chins. So that's that's a, that's something I'm, I'm facing now, the music that I must face. Is my, speaking of music, the never ending theme song is still pretty good. As is the legend one, which I had forgotten. Uh, very, very fun times. I did end up doing the HBO Max, which feels like I'm taking part in my own exploitation, which literally is what I am doing. Um, but I did get it. And I watched The Never Ending Story on it. And I've not watched The Never Ending Story 2, um, which I have seen in the past. I watched it on my birthday one year in the movie theater. My, uh, my nan on my dad's side took me. Who was there when I watched it. All I remember from Never Ending Story 2 is a bird person trying to make I'm guessing Altreo or Bastian, one of the two. Basically trying to make the protagonist use up all his wishes because he only had so many wishes, and so he was trying to make him individually wish for something to climb up while he was being chased. That's all I remember from the Never Ending Story 2. Um I, I don't know if it was better. I do remember the Neverending Story three, and I remember a rock, the Rockefeller with a li- not Rockefeller. I mean the Rockefeller with a little rock kid, and Born to Be Wild. I think was playing while they were on the rock bike, and that's what I remember. That's this week's instalment of Memories of the Neverending <laughs> Story with Jim Sterling. Did you enjoy it? don't know if i watched anything else oh i find i got around to watching the final season of bojack horseman that was uh just full-on uh dispensed with it being a comedy and uh just full-on drama now not that there wasn't funny moments but uh you know it was a it was a decent send-off for the show um i won't again i won't get into details in case anyone hasn't watched it um I've already said in other content that I watched Mindhunter. Haven't bothered with the second season. Not sure if I will. It was decent enough. But I'm not sure if I'll keep, keep it up. You know. So anyway. I am stalling until something else Scurries across my head for something to say. Actually, I'll tell you what. Right, I'll do you one better than that. Hang on, I'm still here. I'm just, I'm over here now, Justin. Yeah. I've run out of content. Content, Justin. I've run out of content. I've run out. Run out? I've run out of content. Come here, please. Um, I've run out of content, folks, so I've... Oh, shit! I knocked into everything. That's what you've made me do. That's what
1: I did. Hello, Justin. (laughs) Hello, Jim.
0: Hello. Hey. Have you got any content for us today?
1: Do I have content for us
0: today? You have content? Let me move the microphone here, right? Um, I'm going to hold it in my hands preciously. I
1: I don't have any content. I was not prepared. Holy fuck. (laughs) I told you I might do this. You should have had content prepared. I legit didn't think you would. And really, that's my fault. You haven't even put on any long pants. I I know. Long pants are the sign of work. Shorts.
0: Shorts. He's wearing shorts on a podcast. I've never seen such a flagrant disrespect for the art of the cast. For this cast we call pod.
1: So the podcast is going good so far. The podcast is going great
0: so far. To the point where... 40 minutes in, people are going to go, why didn't he just do this bit from the start? There's actual energy here.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. got the energy. I've though. spent
0: nothing but the past 40 minutes talking about the never-ending story and mm. legend. And I talked about some video games. I talked about... I played some games. Oh. I played God of War for five minutes. Played it on New Game Plus on hard. And then got annoyed, so I just stopped it. I told them on the podcast that... Oh, I just didn't feel like playing it. And what they don't know is that I rage quit it.
1: Oh, they do now. <laughs>
0: They'll never find out.
1: See, I've been I've been playing a game, but it's the same game Conrad has been playing for the last like two, three months. So I feel like someone else just also talking about my time at Porsche probably isn't going to be They'll be, be like, exciting. I
0: don't want to hear about his time at Porsche. We've already heard about Conrad's time
1: at Porsche. Why is everybody going to Porsche all Everyone's the going to fucking Porsche. <laughs> this is, uh, oh, I was doing VR games recently, uh, including playing No Man's Sky for the first time ever, exclusively in VR. Like, never played the game at all. So definitely hadn't played the original version. So, I came into it just experiencing it yeah, Experiencing it through VR in the latest version. And it's meh. <laughs> it's not bad or anything. It's just like, I don't know what the point is. Like, even in games like Minecraft, the point mm-hmm. can be something to make your own fun with. This game doesn't seem to have many of those creativity options to make your own fun with.
0: Well, the objective mm. is to get to the center of the universe so that you can see a minty
1: fresh quick time of the universe. Wasn't that the thing about uh, the cube game? <laughs> oh, what fucking Peter Molyneux? Yeah, cube isn't that the exact game? same pl- like goal? of his I know, game. it's like yeah,
0: you. are <laughs> Peter Molyneux had that game on fucking mobile where Blinking it was on it now, a big name, 3D I cube. I th- It was called Curiosity. Curiosity,
1: Curiosity,
0: yeah. what's in the cube? But it was a cube, the surface of which all four... No, not four, eight sides. No, six. How many sides is on a cube? It's six, isn't it? One, two, three, four, five, six. All of them, all the surfaces broken up into a grid and then we had to tap for 30,000 years tap on all the little squares to eventually eradicate this cube and find out what was inside I think inside was a video of Peter Molyneux just saying uh, well done you've uh, uh, got inside the cube and uh, sorry
1: <laughs> that's
0: what he said at that's the
1: basically end. it yeah and that's basically all that came from it too if I recall with all the the go stuff it was connected to that just did oh happen. yeah yeah Oh, Peter Molyneux.
0: Peter Molyneux, he doesn't tell the truth.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, I've I've been excited to start playing in VR, because uh, when we uh before the moving stuff happened, we were going through collecting all your stuff, and so I was like, hey, you know that VR set that Ian was always going on on about that <laughs> we're gonna send to him? Can I have it instead? Partially just so I could get on Twitter and uh tell him that I had it. But also because I was like, I kind of want to mess around with VR. Yeah. you got this big system. So it's been interesting seeing kind of the evolution of VR in the last few years. Now that a lot of the AAA industry hype over it has died, as expected. And smaller developers and communities are starting to play with it. And you know, some interesting stuff's coming from it. It's still got a long way to go. But um, I've, it's, it's interesting. I'm I'm excited about it. It's still too much hassle for the average person to use, and to make it not a hassle is very expensive. I don't care about VR. You brought me a fucking. <laughs> I don't call care about VR on the podcast. I'm I trying don't to. Care about VR. Since I don't care about In case you're wondering, podcast I audio listeners, Jim you know. is doing a farting I dance for the podcast I that you are only able to listen, you know. listen to. He's doing a dance. So, you know, just great content. I'm not editing this, by the way. <laughs> this is, I, I doubt Jim's going to edit it. I'm certainly not editing this. This whole thing is just going up straight as it is, so.
0: Oh! I'm, like, I'm a bit like an oven-ready turkey like this.
1: Oh, God. Would you
0: like to describe... To I mean, listener? I wouldn't like
1: to describe it, but I'm going to... <laughs> I'm like a living turkey boy. He's just on uh, his bed because this is set up in his bedroom, and he's just like on his belly with his legs up, arms tucked down to like him, like wings, because he's a turkey boy. I'm the and... living, y'all. I've been living with Jim for a few months now, and I don't. Oh, he fell on the floor. <laughs> I'm not sure what's gonna happen to you when I move into my own place. <laughs>
0: Oh, you'll find me on the floor, but I won't be moving that time. <laughs> the moment I'm on my own again, it's it all falls
1: apart. <laughs> ah! uh, I'm stuck. I don't think it was yesterday. I think it was the day before yesterday. I was in my room, and Jim walked in <laughs> with a paper plate on the back of his head, announcing he was Professor... Because as he turned around, he had drawn a face onto that paper plate and tucked it in his shirt onto the back of his head. <laughs> Voldemort's he Voldemort's head on the back he of was, he, head? Yeah, like Voldemort's head on the back of Quirrell's head. He did this for about a good minute, waiting for a reaction give from me. Give me the stone, Potter! <laughs> I turned
0: around going, give me the stone, Potter! I mean, that's what that's what I was going to do but i was too busy laughing at how hilarious i was at the time to do it properly which i think didn't
1: help him so uh, what do you want me to talk about in here since i tried to bring up game subject for the game podcast and you did your fart dance <laughs> And became a turkey boy. And became turkey boy (laughs) and fell on the floor. I am turkey boy, spreading
0: turkey joy. How I want it that way.
1: Well then, this has been fun. Oh, you're leaving. (laughs) Well, I don't know what to contribute now at this point. (laughs) You know what? I think we've done it. Yeah, I'd say this is a podcast. i say this is technically a podcast. I'll tell you what. People
0: who have quite rightly tuned out in the first half will not know what they've missed in the last half. (laughs)
1: Well, I'd say last quarter at this point. Last quarter at this point. (laughs) Yeah, um... God, was there any, like, actual, like... I don't know that with much game news. You talk about the Game Gears, that's all I've got. <laughs> oh, yeah, those Game Gears, they're shit. They're made, they're made micro Game Gears. But only in Japan. Each one costs, I think it's roughly about 50 bucks. Ridiculous. And they have, like, four games on them each. And it's way overpriced. But I I still would want the Shining Force. one. I'm Love not doing Shining it. Force games.
0: I'm not doing it. I'll tell you what, another reason as well. The Game Gear was shit.
1: It was heavy and bulky and the battery died like immediately. Yeah, The
0: Game Gear does not have the market leverage (laughs) to produce four of itself with four games each. The Game Gear has the market leverage (laughs) to better as fuck come out. (laughs) Big enough with hundreds of games on it. The Game Gear is so shit... And I'm not saying there aren't some decent enough games on it, but the Game Gear as a thing was shit, and most of the games on it are shit. And it should be it should have a hundred games on it. And it should not be how big are those things? Like it's like as small as like a mouse's dick.
1: Yeah, that that would be the accurate size they they they, It's the description they used, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's mouse's dick by mouse's tongue. That's the measurement of it. Those are the (laughs) specs.
1: It's like an inch, like an inch and a half screen. Why hasn't Nintendo put out another little console thingy? Like, they did the NES and Super NES. Like, I'm not expecting an N64 one because of the weird-ass way they developed that system. Uh, emulation, which is what they're using for all of these. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Emulation for N64 games is a nightmare. There are people to today... I think that's a bit, sorry. Today who are still, like, having to try to patch through ROMs of N64 games to get them playable. And Nintendo's not gonna go to that effort. Nah. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I'm not expecting the N64 one. But it's right they didn't do a Game Boy one. Like the Game Gear ones. <laughs> yeah. Laura's not on here, so I'm trying to do what she would do and try to slowly veer back towards Katie. No, to <laughs> no point. No point.
0: Yeah, uh, this is good. This will do. All
1: right, people have a
0: little, little podcast to listen to until
1: we uh, get the main one up. All right. Um, okay, hang on. Now I've got, I've got to run. Like, normally we would go. Laura talks about her stuff. Connor talks about his stuff, and then Connor would go like, "Jim, you have a Patreon, don't you?" And that'll give me my segue into you. There you go. And then I'll say, mm-hmm. "Yep." Yeah, that's about what you do each <laughs> week. Mm-hmm. Bye. Oh, we just, bye? Oh, yeah, we're done
0: now. Oh, we're just
1: done now. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. I want it that way. Tell me what!